Hi, everybody. It's me, Connor Mead, your favorite comedian that is Connor Mead. Uh, I have some dates coming up. On the 22nd, I'm going to be at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle with uh, Kevin James Thornton, and I love his TikTok, and I'm really excited about that. He's the guy with the auto-tune who goes, in the 90s. All right, anyways. And then on uh, that Thursday, we have a show at Firebird Tavern downtown. Then 24th, 25th, I'm featuring for Hans Kim at the new Detroit House of Comedy. So that's really fun. Sunday on the 26th, I'll be at, uh, what is it called? One Night Stands. It's my first time ever being there. It's for a benefit show for uh, a guy uh, <laughs> that's running for office. But he's on the, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Levine. Uh Levin. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm not in. <laughs> We're rooting for him. Thirtieth. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be at Thursday at the Old Miami for the WDET show. Those are always really fun, and they sell out. So get tickets for that. And then in July, nothing. No. Um, I have hair removal, <laughs> laser hair removal, and then um, I will be at the Crosswell. I don't know. I don't know what that one is. I didn't put enough details in it. I'll probably give more dates later. Sorry. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> what do I look like today, Connie? Um, ooh, little house on the lows. House on the lows. Yeah, Lowe's hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm... Yeah, and then I'm going to pop these flapjacks for you, if you know what I mean. Hey. Well, I'll be popping flapjacks all over Michigan. Uh, no, just kidding. I don't really have a lot for you guys, but here we go. Uh, I will be, the day that this drops, I will be at the Park Theater in Holland for a Pride Variety show. I'm very excited about that one. Uh, you can get those tickets on my link tree if you are hearing this on the West Coast and you're like, hey, I want to fucking support the gays. Well, come on out. I will be there. I'm excited to play a theater. I don't do a lot of those, so... Look at me go, my gay ass with my <laughs> fucking flannel dress. Um, and then in July, I'm taking a lot of time off. Uh, Marissa and I will be going to the UP with our partners, and we're going to be house on the pussy up there, and mm -hmm. it'll be fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah. But I do have a WDT NPR show on July 28th, and I'm sure that honorary mentions will have some pop-up comedy shows within the month of July, or maybe Connor and I will take the fucking month off and be rock stars and uh, yeah. hire Haley to be our life coach. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have a pop-up retreat. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then you can catch me at 313 Comedy at Detroit Shipping Co. every Sunday at 8 o'clock. It is always free. Bye. Oh yeah, the Independent Comedy Club also exists. Or and the Independent Comedy Club <laughs> also exists, but I'm like never there. But <laughs> you can see very funny people there every Friday and Saturday, and also Thursday now. So, uh, yeah, click that link tree, bitches. Hey everyone, welcome to Each Other's Mothers Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Connor Mead, uh, with your other host, Johanna Madranda. And today we have a very special guest, uh, one of the most badass bitches I've ever met in my goddamn life, Haley Zuri. Hey! Yay! Hi! <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for always. being here, baby. Uh, okay, we were talking about grocery shopping and being adults, right? That's yeah. That's what we were kind of talking about, and then I told everyone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, I finally, I feel like, you know, I paid a few bills, I went grocery shopping, I fucking slept in, you know? Right. I said no to someone. You Ow. said no yeah. to who? Well, I mostly, it was like a reschedule, but like, oh. you know, I just like listened to myself this morning, and I was like, it's just too thin, I've spread it too thin, and yeah. I need to... Sometimes Sleep. you don't need to go to brunch with well, your friends. Well, I, I was cleaning a house, thank you, and making oh. money. Sometimes you don't got to do that either. But I, <laughs> I kind of love that we've gotten to that stage in the pandemic where, like, before, like, back when fully vaccinated and it was like, oh, I'm getting invited to something, I'm going to say yes. Don't – you want me to watch your turtle? Dude. Yeah. And I'm there. I'm like, so back thrilled or whatever. to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now it's like, I used to love, I don't know about y'all, but I used to love to load my schedule and just like look at it and be like, it's Wednesday. I worked yeah. really hard. I'm canceling everything that <laughs> I can. Oh my can. God, no. I, I started to agree with you, but no, I could never. Uh, that <laughs> entire thing. Mm. That She's just adding more things gives me on her so throughout her week. It's like, it's Wednesday and everything? I still have three more things. Oh my God, it's insanity. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a Monday today. You usually have Monday and Wednesdays off. Yeah. <sighs> what a time to be alive, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Haley, so yeah. you you did mention she's one of the baddest bitches we know, which is like yeah. actually super true. Thank 100%. you. Um, Connor and I started doing comedy five years ago almost. Mm-hmm. You've been in the game for a long, yeah, long time. Yeah. What's the anniversary? I, When's it coming up? Oh, so I did. I never kept track because I, I started when I was fourteen. Mm. Um, the story. Like where was that at? So uh, <laughs> I love my origin story so much. Many many moons. Uh, <laughs> so I was fourteen and I was trying to be cool. Uh, it was like I yeah I was trying to be cool because eighth grade was really lame. But I wanted my my enrollment to high school to be like just one slide off the glasses and missing of the overalls to be like a right. cool girl. Yes. So I was like, how can I be cool? Well, I've got to make friends. Where's a good place to make friends? So I chose bowling club. Hey, <laughs> that's where the cool kids right? are. That's right. <laughs> All the cool kids are there. So uh, where I grew up, there was um, there was Fountain View Lanes, and they had a Charlie Chaplin's connected to it. And at the time, uh, Chris Rock had just done uh, his special at the Apollo, and HBO mm. had done a mini special where he talked about his journey into comedy and stuff like that. Before and anyone had slapped him. Correct. Yes. <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and he, in it, he talked about, like, going to open mics and, like, building his routine on stuff. And so I was like, that sounds so cool to do an open mic. So I'm at bowling, doing terribly. No one likes me. I'm not good at it. And I walk by, like, a little print-up poster of, like, join us Thursdays for open mics in oh. Charlie Chaplin's. And I was like... I want to go there. Right. So, where did you grow up? I grew up in Clinton Township. Okay. So, Charlie Chaplin's was a comedy club. Yeah, it was okay. like inside of Fountain View Lanes, right on Grossbeck and Canal. Um, I remember hearing people talk about it. I'm yeah, like, it went with a recession, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh dang. Went yeah. With that with like Joey's and all that other. Well, they're yeah. all the places. Yeah. Every single club. And my par- parents' the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good year. So, yeah. I, uh, so, I went and asked to speak with the manager, um, predating this haircut. And I, uh, <laughs> I, th- I was like, I'd really like to be on this open Amazing. mic. And I was a 14-year-old that looked 14. Sure. I was not a 14-year-old that like, looked so, like, a 22. And, like, okay. yeah. I, had, I just, yeah, I looked wild. And they took one look at me, heard what I said, and they were like, No. <laughs> and I was like, come on, please. And it's an open uh, mic. Yeah. Well, they were like, you're 14. You're not allowed. And oh. I was like, please, please, please. And they're like, okay, if you come and wash dishes for two hours, you can do a five-minute set. And I was like, okay. So, so we can't let you in the bar, but we can get child labor out of correct. you. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally fair trade. So I would go, and I'd wash dishes for two hours, and then I'd go in and to do my set. And It's pretty I, genius. Yeah. Right. We should start doing that. Honestly. <laughs> Legit. Hey, you want a couple minutes? Set up these chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Take out this trash. Yeah. And I did that. And the cool thing was is that, like, even though you could still smoke inside the bar, when I would go up, everyone would go outside to have a cigarette. Oh, I'll um, And then they would come back in after I was done. And I was terrible. Like, I was just awful. I was telling stories about being in eighth grade. And I, when I was 16, one of the people was like, listen. You got to stop fucking talking about school. None of us are there with you. And right. I was like, oh, that's a good point. He's like, try to make things relatable. And I was like, cool. So then I started shifting it. Um, Remember you get fucked up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. One night stand. <laughs> yeah, I, I smoke cigarettes too. Right, yeah, you started smoking. Just yeah. To get, yeah. You're, out, you're on there looking like fucking Andrew Dice Clay. I'm on the line just like you guys do. Still wearing your dish apron. Yeah. <laughs> I work for this. I work day and night. <laughs> so that's sort of like where I started. And then I did like a very hipster thing where like I would go to open mics for like poetry. Uh. And I'd be like, Okay, you guys, let me tell you this hilarious story about this date I went on. And uh, and then I really started getting into, like, full-blown performing when I was in my earlier – I guess I don't want to discredit little, little Haley's, like, performancing because she was doing stuff. She was doing – she's working. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, performed stand-up comedy in my um, school's talent show as Martina oh. Antonelli. Uh, I created <laughs> this character. I love that. Uh, because, that is amazing. Yeah, because I love Marissa Tomei, and I was like, oh, my God, I love that voice, and I created this whole thing, and anyway, long story short. Did you I, wear a wig or? Girl, <laughs> you won't believe this because of how it. short my hair is, but when I was in high school, my hair was to my shoulders. Okay. So, like, we curled that up and hairsprayed oh it, God. and I had clips and glitter, and do I did. Do you have photos of this? I do. Oh, 
I want to um, see it Maybe so for bad. Christmas, that will be my gift to you, Ryan. Oh, I love and I had these a little card. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had you these. Put it on her fridge. The first year I did it, I had these giant silver heels with big bling, and I wore these giant flared pants with the striped shirt. The second year I did it, oh, I, I so deeply regret getting rid of these. They were black stiletto booties that were uh, leopard print. Mm. And I wore them tucked into tights with a micro skirt. Mm. And I wore this turtleneck that was leopard print that matched the leopard print. And Perfect. <laughs> and I was just like serving. <laughs> this is all day. Fran uh-uh. Dresser, eat your heart out. And you were 16? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I wish I started comedy when I was younger sometimes. Same. I guess we say that all like every podcast. So I guess see people like, oh, like people I look up to, like, they're like, oh, yeah, by the time I was like 21 and I was like t- on tour and da 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 da. I'm like, suck my dick. Literally. <laughs> my whole ass dick. Well, I guess it's different for everyone, right? Yeah. I think so. Like, <laughs> to bring my life coach part of me into this, but I'll just say that, like, I think everyone's journey is different. And I would also argue that a lot of people who who become stage performing stand-up comedians are actually comedians for a very long time without mm. a stage. Right. Like obviously. They're the person <laughs> yeah, they're the person like telling yeah. the stories. They're the person doing the toasts. Like I've set up in it's twelve the fat I am it's always <laughs> the fat friend. It's always the fat friend. The middle yeah. child fat mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. <laughs> the only child the only fat child, friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is what uh, that's what I think. And so like I'm yeah. very glad you both do it now. Me too. I'm happy you do it. Thank you. I don't want to talk about the life coaching stuff. Yeah. I was just going to say, we yeah. did intro you. I'm sorry. Connor introed you very beautifully, <laughs> eloquently, nailed it. Yeah. A bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. So eloquent. <laughs> no, but I think it actually But is. there's so much you do. Yeah. Obviously, right. you do stand up. You produce shows. Uh, you do this life coaching. And then you also have this retreat that you just started. Yeah. This will be the second one you're doing, yeah. right? What are what are other things you offer the people? Yes, thank you. But, but introducing me as a bad bitch, as a Gemini, I relate to that deeply. <laughs> true, very uh, true. So I also teach yoga. Um, yes. And so the retreat, um, Plan Camp, which is kind of a joke on Band Camp, uh, mm. is a weekend away Bye-bye. where there will be yoga, there will be personal development workshops, there's going to be music and a lot of surprise and delights. There are a few things in the work right now that I can't say because sure. they're not like happening. Right. But what I will say is early bird pricing ends at the end of this month. And if you want to go, like lock in the rate by putting your deposit down. Payment plans are available. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, and where is it? It's going to be in Cadillac, Michigan. Okay. Um, and is it camping? It is not camping. Camping. There are cabins. Okay. There is space to go outside. You can be in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also indoor plumbing um, in bedrooms mm-hmm. with doors. Cool. Um, also great. <laughs> and <laughs> Big it, fan. It's September we 30th through October 2nd. So I want to make sure that it's like comfortable and cozy. And this this is my second time doing a retreat and my second time at Coyote Crossing Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, it has all of the bits of rusticness that you would expect from like that area. Sure. Um, but they also have like kale salad. Kale salad? Yeah. I thought you said kill salad. I'm like, <laughs> like, what's that? I would love to kill I mean, salad. That, <laughs> that is a Northern salad. Michigan delight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, huh. it's interesting because like my life coaching doesn't feel that far from my comedy and my comedy doesn't feel that far from my life coaching. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I w- would love to. How does one become a life coach? Mm. Well, many people think. You buy one too many crystal bracelets, and then you're just like, I right. have the power to tell you things. Yeah. Um, which I My don't spirit want... guys told me. Right. Girl. <laughs> so technically, you don't have to be certified to be a life coach. Right. Sure. I am certified. Nice. Um, so there are different certification levels. There are ones that are very expensive, like through Martha Beck. I know it's like a $10,000 program. Wow. It's incredibly useful there's tons of knowledge that you can get there um i went through a different certification program that was virtual and way less money than ten thousand here i was like i went grocery shopping today (laughs) i have my shit together (laughs) Haley's like i'm a life coach i teach yoga i love myself i I wore heels when i was 16 and rocked it (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) i mean so like so here's the truth of becoming a life coach uh I had a really brutal childhood, 
And right. I don't mean to be like, there's three women doing a podcast. Let's start with the trauma reel. Oh, but, we love trauma. Okay, perfect. <laughs> trauma is the, the tea, honey, and we sip yeah. it. But I think, and I think the reality is, is that like everyone has trauma, and feminine people are just sort of like invited to talk about it more often. But mm. thank God, I was crazy bullied <laughs> and like bad. Like, yeah. bad. I was not popular. I didn't ha- really have any friends. I, my, there was family stuff that was toxic. I hate that. Yeah. I would have been Me your too. friend. Me too. Well, we're friends now. That's all that yeah, matters. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, I had the opportunity in the midst of my trauma to get in touch with a few mental health professionals who were like, you deserve better. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I do feel that way. <laughs> I agree. Why you say that? You know what? I'm, I'm not seeing it from anyone else, but I yeah. do feel that way. Um, and then I just like, <clears throat> to be really honest, like a really bad thing happened to me. I uh, went to a party and I got raped mm-hmm. and I am fine. But, like, it happened, and Mm -hmm. I... Were you 16? No, I was 23. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. I was 23, and I was with my friend. It was my all of my friends. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, if you look at the checklist of things to do to not get essayed, like, I was with my best friend. It was at her, like, crush's ex-boyfriend's house that she was getting back together Mm -hmm. with. There were 30 people there, and I knew all of them, and I had known them for years. And statistically speaking, the person who essayed me, like, fit the profile. Known him for years, totally trust him, trusted him, and... You're saying essayed? Sexually assaulted, sorry. Okay. I'm speaking about I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this thing happened, and, like, it's sort of, like... I'm like, he wrote about you? That's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> but, so we, uh... So that it happened, and, like, I didn't know that it had happened, and I disassociated it from it because I was sure. like, I'm not the type of person to have this happen. Yeah. Right. Um, and then it was like, oh, no, I'm in an elevator with someone, and I they breathed close to me, and I had a full-blown panic attack. Yeah. Right. I've got to do something about this. Excuse me. So I started going to group therapy, and I started, like, online only because I felt really nervous to be in front of people. Um. And then I started doing, like, in-person group therapy, and then I realized that, like, I was engaging in my most toxic trait of codependency, where Mm. I was like, I will help you through your healing so I don't have to work on mine. Right. Um, I could write a book. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs) Um, And then I was like, cool, I'm better now. I'm in a stable relationship, and things are looking up, but I'm still having, the chronic stomach issues and all these relationship issues. So I went to therapy, and... That's when shit started getting, like, really good. And I had always wanted to be a life coach. I remember watching Oprah when I was in fourth grade being like, a life coach? Like, that sounds so fucking stupid, but it's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just was like, okay. And then 2018, like, a bunch of consecutive, like, really rough things happened. Because here's Mm -hmm. the really important thing. Um, any life coach or any mental health professional who's like, I've got it all together, mm-hmm. run. Right. Yeah. Run away from them. No, sure. Yeah. I feel very confident saying I have a lot of practices to help me. Yeah. My shit still stinks. For sure. I still have days where I really struggle. What I do have now are different patterns. Right. I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking. Is no, this yeah, this is interesting. Is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll uh, roast you in 20 okay. minutes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. awesome. So I just, uh, so all these like really intense things happened, and I was having one of those moments where I was like really feeling really rough, and I was journaling, and I just wrote down like, what do you have to lose to go after the one thing you've always fucking wanted? Sure. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Everything I've ever wanted to have happened has happened. Yeah. So why not? Uh, I found this program, and because when people say $10,000 to me as someone who, you know, has been fucking broke as hell, $10,000, you might as well tell me that I'm going to have to go into the desert, undo like a fucking scarab, and have Tiger come in and go through <laughs> and lava, genie, like all of it. Yeah. That makes so much more sense. Right. And I just started slowly building my business. And uh, that's that's where I am. That's awesome. So would you say, I do have questions about. Yeah. The, okay, so I'll start with one question. Sorry, I have very bad ADHD. So mm. 
Question number one. You said you went to started going to therapy after that mm-hmm. bad experience happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. So what did that look like? Do you, were you going like once a week? So, oh, that's a very good question. I did technically go to therapy when I was 16 for a okay. couple years. So sure. I was used to therapy, but this was virtual online therapy. Um, and I treated it very much how I treated the live action or the role-playing chat rooms that I used in 1999, uh, where <laughs> I was there every single night. I love oh, chat you were? Rooms. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the first time I started, I would just go and, like, just watch what other people did because my fear – oh, I'm just going to be really vulnerable in front of you guys uh, – my yeah, fear. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my fear when listeners. I go into no. Yeah, no. Don't put that. I'm There's 23 and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> 23 and me. Bitch. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I so because of my trauma of being bullied and I had not done any work on that. I was just like, I got through it and I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, like my fear always is in any room I go into, how is someone gonna trick me into hurting me? Mm. like I don't talk about this stuff a lot because it's not like super fun but like there's yeah. a reason why my hair is short okay you know when people grab your hair and pull you to the ground it hurts a lot yeah, yeah. it's harder to grab you when your hair is shorter sure right. uh, um sorry uh so like I was really nervous to go into the space with like my story yeah and one of the greatest gifts um and initially it hurt me a lot was like when you go into those spaces there are certain people who are very brave who tell their story and their stories are, they make fucking SVU look like a romantic comedy. Oof, like right. they're telling these really intense That's not things. what it is. I always thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. Uh, it, but um, yeah. And so I always felt bad because like I didn't remember a lot of it. I had blacked out at the time. Um, I knew the person. It had only happened one time. It wasn't yeah. something that happened over the course of years. So I felt for a long time like I should just be quiet. And then there were a couple people who were like, hey, you've been here, like, a lot. Like, what are you doing? Right. And I was like, well, I'm scared. And they are like, don't be <laughs> yeah. scared. Um, and, you know, I got to a place. I can, I can tell the story now. I right. Can, and there was a time where I could tell the story and, like, not emote. But what I had done to that to that version of myself for years I treated her like a disappointment Mm. I treated her I called her the girl in the basement she wasn't even me she was the girl in the basement and I othered her and I shamed her and I was so angry at her of course and I recently over the course of the pandemic because you know you can only do so many puzzles before you start working on yourself that's right Uh, (laughs) And I started doing this work where, like, you go, you bring yourself back to the most intense memories, and you go first as, like, an observer, and you do that as many times as you need to, and then eventually, like, you go back as the hero. Now, you can't interrupt what happened, Mm -hmm. but you just, like, you reclaim yourself, because I fucking left her there. And the more I watched it, the more I became aware of things, like, there were were easily 20-some people on the other side of that door. Right. They, they yeah. heard things. They had to have heard something. Yeah. And, and even if they didn't hear what had happened, they heard the aftermath. And none of them did anything. Right. None of them. So I was like, that's very curious. Like, why did I put all this blame on me? Right. Like, and then I was like, yo, what a fucking badass. Like, she went through that. The scariest, scariest, worst thing that I ever thought could happen to me happened. And who got me through it? You bitch. She did. Yeah. And I fucking laughed her. Like, right. what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. You watch Toy Story enough that when you're in the incinerator, you all hold hands and you're going to be there together. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. yeah. So I like going back and claiming her and like finding those little parts of yourself over and over again. I know that this is a lot of story about talking about trauma, but I think that I take that attitude onto the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for seeing me. Because it's really important to me that everyone in the room feels safe. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels included. Yeah. Um, and I also like to make people feel good. Yeah. Because um, I think that, like, the other part of it, too, is there's a lot of people who go up on stage and they're saying, like, <sighs> like, they're just spraying their venom. And that's yeah. fine. That's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how I do it. No, (laughs) but I mean, when Tom Hardy does it, I love that. Right. Uh, But I just, I don't know. That's just my choice, I guess. No, of course. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) I'm just uh, very, 
I don't mesmerized. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. I'm just like, it's, it's very, very inspir- inspiring story of yes. This, yeah. Like, and we all like the way you uh, worded it too. Like the yeah. girl in the ba- like this is a book. I would read this. Oh, like the yeah, way you just yeah, like yeah, you are a life coach. Like the way you said it was you. so beautiful that it could. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's like <laughs> obviously this is a space. I mean, there's a fucking dick on the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, this is a space where for us to be silly, but like we uh, mm-hmm. we our main questions are like, when did you start your period? Right. Uh, First we time like like no, okay. <laughs> right. that's not the normal one, <laughs> right. but it is. Um, like, but yeah, like you know, you if, talk if about trauma things that, that like that. yeah, fuck but you up. In can I? So can we talk about like the essay thing? Because yeah. part of one of the things that I think will be interesting for us to talk about. So, I it never occurs to me when people find me hot. It never occurs to me that anyone would find me hot. Same. Because I remember having a crush on Tim. I won't say his last name. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. His last his last name starts with a D. He was in my yep. fourth grade class. Oh, his never hair. mind. I thought you were talking about in comedy. <laughs> no, no, no. I was no. like, oh, no, no, no. I know who you're talking no, no, about. This is a fourth Never grader. mind anyone I named Tim. I thought you were joking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very willing, like, maybe you do. Maybe you this story. Him? I thought this was like a comedy story. Never mind. Don't so know him. He had oh, his- I know the hot fourth grader. <laughs> yes. He had that middle part. Every fourth grader is hot. <laughs> and I had the biggest crush on him. I thought he was so beautiful. In my mind, I played out that scene where Patty Mayonnaise enters mayonnaise enters yeah. to Doug Funny. Like the first time, I just yeah. thought he was gorgeous. <laughs> and speaking of Doug Funny, I got heavy because the summer between fourth grade and fifth grade, um, the bullying got really physically violent mm. and it really scared me a lot. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like it doesn't hurt as bad when I'm thin. So like, and also if I'm not outside, they can't find me. So I'll just right. be inside. Um, so anyway, uh, who are these fucking kids? I'm going to beat their ass. <laughs> Literally. You know, the thing is life has taken care of them. Every time oh, I like see one of them pop up on <laughs> Facebook, I'm like, it's fine. Right. You it's look fine. miserable. You have to Love share to a it. Facebook account with your spouse. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I was legit best. about to tell the story about how Carolyn Paul is bully. She talks about it. They talk about it on stage sometimes. Uh, their bully in high school died of a heart attack or in a no, car accident. No, it was a car accident, but they accident. said... Man with big heart. Man with big heart. He's that, a bigger guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah, that was so awful. But I think having a joint account with your two wife people who is bullied worse. me as a kid have died. So I'm like, is there a curse? <laughs> Did no, I that's do that? Karma. That's why I never do any. If if anyone ever hurts me, I'm like, I that's above me. Yeah, that's above me now. Yep. The but universe he, will take care of you. But Tim called me Doug Funny, and he used to gr- run and grab my stomach and like shake it. That doesn't make any sense. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. Tell them to do better. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like most bullies, they don't do anything other than like observe and report. Right. Sure. Yeah. Like, let me, and not even like in a successful way, but th- like I just got all this negative feedback. Like I was constantly being told, you're not hot. You're not fuckable. No one would ever want to love you. No, Like all this stuff. And so it was like, cool. Sounds so, like they all actually wanted to fuck that's you. That's <laughs> And so now. Back in the day when it wasn't cool to like fat bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, that's their shame. When I was like 18, I had this boyfriend who like loved me enough to put me on Weight Watchers and was like super dedicated to me being <laughs> successful. So, love. Uh, I I went from being I know numbers can be triggering for some people, but I went from being like 220 to 130, and then I was like, oh, I don't need you anymore. So I Dang. lost an additional 210 by dumping him. <laughs> there you um, go. And oh, it turns out you suck. Yeah, you <laughs> suck. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, I suddenly started, I was legal, I was hot and I was funny and a bunch of people like wanted me. And I was like, what is, what Whoa. is this? Settle down. Like, and so I started yeah. putting weight back on cause I was like, this is, this is too much. Everyone's right. gotta calm down. But the thing is right. it has not relented ever. <laughs> so I always kind of thought like I was always, it never makes sense to me even today when people are like, you're just so hot. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> but inside I don't get it. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel that one. Like, I feel beautiful. <laughs> I feel gorgeous. I feel worthy of love. But when people are like, do you want to be in a threesome? I'm like, <laughs> I look like Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Not, you know, Holly Gangbang. That's me. <laughs> that is you. Molly's hot. Molly you know. is hot. There's yeah. a Molly for everybody. That's She's like a, not a, that's the thing. Not a gangbang. Remember that, yeah. Know? Yeah. I see what you're saying. I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of, I've had. I remember me and my two friends went to Florida, and this guy described all of us 
And he goes, you're cute, you're beautiful, and then pointed at me, and you're sexy. And I was like, what? But I was like, weird. I'm like, what What? What does that all mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Which, for one, I, I was also, yeah, always been fat. Just like, who would ever touch me? I'm a disgusting monster. Uh, you're cute, beautiful, and sexy. Yeah, You're all three. Tell yeah. him. Tell Mr. Florida. But I will he, not be talking to Mr. Florida. <laughs> I will never talk to Mr. He Florida. He might be also be dead. I don't know. It's a big he chance. He is from Florida. Most yeah. likely dead. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like, I remember like sitting there like, what was the difference between all of us that like you made all those little correlates? Like, well, and isn't it? You never asked him? No, I didn't ask why. Yeah, how dare but, you speak to a man? Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. I like didn't know if I should be offended or not. Like, right. I want to be beautiful. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing, too, is that, like, as feminine people, so many of us are given, we take so much value from outside feedback. Mm. So relearning to have, like, have it be like, oh, I'm wearing this outfit for me because I feel good in it. I feel mm-hmm. strong in it. I feel protected in it. I feel sexy in this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not for anybody else. Right. Like, really really learning that behavior, really learning that practice is fucking so hard. Yeah. Because, you know, I'll be honest, somebody might say something on one of my TikToks or one of the performers will say something or whatever. And I'll just be like, house of cards, completely clashed. Yeah. Like maybe I, like- I am a fat, worthless slug that doesn't ever deserve to be loved. Right. I'm very grateful that I have the practices to be like, What's right. true? When is your period coming? Like, yeah, <laughs> things oh to figure that God. out. Right. But what I think is interesting is that sort of like statement making. I it's like I call it sort of like the Spice Girl effect, where men walk up and they obs- again observe and report. Yeah. You're like the grungy one. You're like the sporty, campy mm-hmm. one. You're <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the yeah. hipster, yeah. whatever fucking leopard right. one. Uh, and that becomes your core identity to this asshole who lives in florida right statistically <laughs> speaking he probably couldn't read oh no <laughs> no way that's not, not very he nice not read. he could never he write couldn't an read essay. he couldn't read uh this has been i'm just i, I don't want to talk for the rest of the time i just want you to host my <laughs> podcast from now until forever um oh, thank you but i no, i'm this is Haley's uh, mother's no. No, Haley's, <laughs> Haley's daughters Haley's. <laughs> just sounds like a Porn, but also a Christian album. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I first of all would love for you to be a returning guest, yeah. please, because I think that it's important to obviously talk about poop and dicks. But like, this is I'm I'm honestly just astonished right now. Like, oh. I'm totally stumped because I don't have enough of these conversations yeah. with people. Um, and I and it's very we've been friends for a while. Yeah, we've been friends. I mean, since I started, so like yeah. five years on yeah. and off, right? And I remember being on your pod. Your podcast was the first podcast I had ever done, yeah. by the way. I didn't even know how to. The, the microphone was here. And I was here. And I was like, yeah. And then, you know, like, I just. I didn't know anything about anything, yeah. you know? And uh, just being your friend has been such an honor. But Thank you. But just to have these conversations, because these, we, we meet up time to time. Yeah. Uh, and you're always just so like you have the answers. Thank you. It's just like a good like. energy of like yeah, you'd always give off like a comfort. Oh, thank you. Positive. Thank hey, you. I am safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you just blew my mind with this like you left her behind. This person's in a base. Like all these like yeah. terminologies of like talking about the self and how the self is divided. It is mm-hmm. divided into mm-hmm. situations and into traumas and to you know whatever and. I don't want to speak for anybody else in the room, but lately, especially after a pandemic and after like the years that we just experienced all as a human race, mm-hmm. uh, it's been, it's, fe- it's felt that way. Yeah. It's felt like I haven't like truly been like whole. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Can I say two things before we fully wrap up? Oh yeah. Is that We're okay? not wrapping up soon. Okay, good. When did cool, we cool. start? I have no I have idea. No idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got okay, cool. Yeah, not half an hour. I do what I, so uh, thank you. Thank you for saying that and sharing that. It, that means a lot. I'm just to over me. here, like, do I pay you after this? No, <laughs> I'm not no, sure. No. Like, I feel I mean, this like this is a therapy session. Yeah. And I also, thank you. yeah, take my <laughs> take everything. Yeah. Here. Well, first of all, thank you so much. That means a lot. Like, I really respect you guys a lot. And I was super honored when I was invited to be on the show because, like, I love the crafts that you make. And, and I've had you both on my uh, Galentine's Comedy Gala show. And I want to let you know, like, 
my comedy galas are super important to me. Like I They're choose. Amazing. Thank an amazing you. Show. You absolutely really kill it. By Thank the way, you. if you want to 100% yeah. do a quick plug on those yeah. and tell us what they're all about because yeah. they are very important. So every year, uh, I have been very lucky to create a partnership with Valentine Distillery in downtown Ferndale. Um, and we put on the Galentine's Comedy Gala, which will be February 12th uh, next year. We haven't locked that in, but it's probably going to happen. <laughs> uh, but it is a – so the Galentine's Comedy Gala <clears throat> is a all-femme, them, and non-binary lineup of comedians. Um Anyone can come. Masculine folks are welcome. Feminine folks are welcome. Straights, queers, everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is such a fun show. It is. Mm -hmm. It is such a fun show. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever done. Well, you just did a Pride one. (laughs) Yes. And then in in June, I partner with them to put on the Pride Comedy Gala. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd done it um, at the Ringwald before, and we did do a virtual one that wasn't as successful as I was hoping. Sure. Um, Thank you, pandemic. But... uh, the Galentine's Comedy Gala raises money for First Step, which is actually where I started getting on on the road to recovery from my sexual assault. Yeah. Um, and I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. I'm learning so much. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then um, the Pride Comedy Gala raises money for the Ruth Ellis Center um, mm. in Highland Park, which is an incredible cause. This year we've raised for each of those uh, spaces over $2,500 for each of awesome. them. Which Amazing. is outstanding. Yeah. Next year, the goal will be three. Oh, um, yeah. But we're gearing up. We're going to be doing probably another event in October. So keep oh, your fun. calendars open. But part of why I invite you to is not, I don't think the Spice Girl effect is bad when you're like talking about flavors of people. Mm-hmm. Because one yes. of the things I like about my show is I know my style. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to like my style. And that's okay. And those people are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but, like, I know your style and your style, and we're different, mm-hmm. but similar. Right. And I, I try really hard when I put together my shows to be really thoughtful about representation, to be really thoughtful about content styles, and to try to put something on that if someone goes and they're thinking, like, you know, I've always wanted to do this, and suddenly they see somebody who has even just a glimmer of who they are, right? and suddenly they're like, oh, I could do this. <laughs> I yeah. could totally, like, my dream in five years is to be doing this and have someone be on there that's like, I remember coming here five years ago, right. and I never thought I could do this, yeah. and here I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please give us an extra $150. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, baby, yes. <laughs> But yeah, I think um, just to circle back, I wanted to say this really quick when we were talking about like the going back work. Like, it's hard. It's hard work. And I hope that you know that like I'm sitting here. I lived alone during the pandemic. Uh, I, I really, I was like, cool. I am maxing out my insurance to go to my therapist as often as I want to. Mm-hmm. I am reading all these and listening to all these life coaching podcasts. I, that is the thing I picked. Like I said, I did one puzzle, and I was like, fuck that. Um, and that's what I focus on. So I want to be clear that, like... I want to work on the puzzle of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, you pick, and it's okay. It's okay yeah. that if it feels different for you. And it's also okay if you're like, I'm not ready. That is okay. Yeah. Right. It's also okay to say, like, I don't... One of the tools that I often give my clients is, like, you don't have to say anything else other than, like, what's happening right now. So, like, there are some times where I'm just, like, beginning the cycle of depression, and I know my pattern, which is to Mm -hmm. completely recluse. Yeah. I'm going to stop talking to everybody. I'm not going to be posting as much. I'm not going to eat very well. I'm going to just kind of, like, be awake for a certain number of hours, probably less than four, and then be asleep for a lot of time. Stop talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I interrupt that pattern now by, like, I have my minimum requirements of every day and every day I have to get physically out of my bed, brush my teeth at least three times, which usually forces me to eat at least three times. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to do this work, I might as well do <laughs> yeah. uh, drink water. And then I have to contact one person that loves me. Aww. And then also I need to move my body for 10 minutes. Yeah. And in that contact, like I've literally texted my, one of my best friends G and I was like, Hey, uh, I am feeling very depressed. I do not want you to do anything about that. I just need you to know. Mm-hmm. And inside, Haley was like, what the fuck? Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> right. Shut the fuck up. 
But what that has empowered me to do is to have to have accountability. Yeah. Because if you grow up codependent, that accountability to someone else, very valuable tool. Mm-hmm. But I also, there is somebody who's like, are you doing your work? Are you okay? Do you need support? Learning how to accept support from people. Bitch, I'm about to text you every day. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> so I just think that, like, I hope, like, I have worked really hard on this. And that's what I love about being a life coach. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I know I can see you. I see how hard it is. And I see you. I see how hard it is. Yeah. And I walk into the world all the time. And I don't, I know that I don't hang out in the comedy scene a lot. Like, some of it is just I'm protecting my energy. Because sometimes I'm around people and I'm just like, oh, God, this hurts so bad. Because yeah. I yeah. just know you need this. Right. Like, you need what you need is someone to be like, let's make some chicken soup. Right. Like, let's make chicken soup together. <laughs> um, I love chicken soup. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I just think that, like, being your Can it be chicken tortilla? Absolutely. <laughs> it better be. And the last thing I'll just say. might be a stew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm open to anything. (laughs) Recipe.com. Just the last thing I'll say is if you are somebody who um, has struggled with SA or sexual, excuse me, sexual assault, sexual harassment, um, molestation, any kind of physical, emotional, sexual trauma, Mm -hmm. that is your journey to go on. Um, and you don't ever have to tell anybody. That is your story. That is yours, 100%. Um, and I want you to know, because it has happened to me, it's not often a thing that just happens once in a life. Mm-hmm. Like, I have been sexually assaulted multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had to work very hard to, like, say that out loud, because there's a part of me that's like, I'm supposed to be the bad bitch. Like, why right. did this keep happening? Um, not our monsters. Well, there's a system, right? There's yeah. a system that allows monsters. Like, let's... I, I don't know a single person in my life that hasn't been at least correct. harassed. At correct. least a minimum. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let's talk about this. I'm at a party. There's 20-some people in a basement. Mm-hmm. And a girl goes in more drunk than they've ever seen her. I don't drink in general. I went right. to this party, and I let myself feel safe. I let... Is it okay that I'm talking about this? Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, this okay. is great. Uh, I can't stress it enough how... Oh, cool. I this just, is the least I've ever talked. Yeah. I, I but feel, I love listening. Yeah. Oh, good. It's all yeah. Uh, yeah. So I... Uh, girl. We're going to name the episode Haley's Trauma. Go on. <laughs> Haley's Trauma. <laughs> and we'll, let's wrap up with talking about which My Little Pony cutie mark we would have. <laughs> but I just, like, I, I, I really, it really struck me the first time I had the memory where I was like, okay, here's this person who doesn't really drink but is totally shithoused. Yeah. And I absolutely initiated making out with this person. I absolutely initiated making out. But I said no. I said no more than one time, and then I blacked out. And I was in a bathroom when the making out started, and I was moved into a shower, and these people left that room, and they went out into the other room. And then uh, when it was done, the person, um, his recently ex-girlfriend or, like, maybe still girlfriend, like, showed up and ripped the shower door open. And that's when I started coming, too. And the person, he went out and he laid down on a couch and pretended to be asleep and i just went hysterical yeah i started crying i started repeatedly saying i'm so sorry like i knew something bad had happened but i was like hyster i was like a wild animal i can't hear it like when i go back i've tried a couple times specifically to hear it but i just know it was like I, it was more of a vibration right here, yeah. and it was so raw and loud, and they all heard that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been at places where that kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I can't be quiet. Right. Like, yeah. And they all just sat there, and they let it happen. And two weeks later, I was hanging out with my best friend at the time, and she took me to this field, and they were all playing uh, disc golf with that person. Mm. And I just, like, at the time, I was like, I must have been – I must have been wrong. I like, So I, it's a story that a lot of people can tell. And it's, it's, you know, what I love about going back and getting her from the basement is like, I feel like every time we go back and get her for, or get them or get him, mm-hmm. every time you do that, there's someone else who's beginning their shadow work and they're 
person, their other part of them, gets a little closer to them. That's what I think. Like, all the work I do, I always feel like karmically I'm helping everyone that I'm connected to. Yeah. Yeah. Also, isn't it crazy how, like, whenever, like, someone mentions, like, hey, he did that, everyone's always, well, don't ruin his reputation. Right. And that's always more like, oh, you can't do that. Instead of, hey, how about don't rape people? Like, right. And right. it's always, everyone's so worried about, right. oh, but what if, what if it's, yeah. what if something, oh, that's not like, they're always yeah. so worried about the man's reputation compared to. Well, Connor, traditions are traditions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just the American way. Respect yeah. Not them. American, the world, just the whole world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. But it just makes me so mad every time. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and I feel guilty sometimes. Like, I think that's another thing, like forgiving myself for like not saying anything. Right. Because, like, I right. didn't say anything. And I still don't say his name, like, in public. I totally could. Right. I totally but that, could. But we have that fear on us. Like, yeah. oh, we're ruining his life. Right. Like, how could I do that? Right. Yeah. Like. Because, you know, like, I don't know anything about him, but I, you know, I know that, I know his, I've met his parents. Right. I, like, it's complicated. And I also feel like either the people in the basement whose <clears> names <throat> I sometimes think about, like. Right. At whomever on Facebook. Yeah. Like, hey, guys. What's the most traumatic thing you ever witnessed in a basement? Do you want right. to talk about Let's it? Let's talk about yeah. it at a party in yeah, 2000, like it could be fun. whatever. It could be yeah. fun. Ice luge in the backyard. Right. <laughs> but I just, I just hope that, like, I obviously feel very comfortable talking about it, and there are parts of it that get very emotional for me, but, like, I just hope that if you're listening to this or if you're in this room right now and you're thinking, like, wow, excuse me, something happened to me and I've never dealt with it, you can deal with it whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. You can never deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you on the other side, though, having that having that little strong queen sitting next to me, I'm I'm happier than I have been in a long time. Absolutely. Uh, what do you? What's applause. your opinion on? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Applause. Thank you. <laughs> to everybody. Thank you. Uh, what is your opinion on not dealing with it, though? Like, don't you think that that's a little? Well, I think so. Suffocating, you know. Well, I mean, I I saw what it did to me not dealing with it. Yeah. Like, you disassociate your rela- – you disassociate. Your relationships are always toxic, partially because it's like the Batman effect. Batman was never going to have a successful relationship. <laughs> right. Because he he told Alfred – He told Alfred <laughs> that, mm-hmm. like, he was Batman, but he wasn't really telling anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you withhold from people – and there's totally – it's totally fair to withhold, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I haven't had this conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we were in the space to be with in front of thousands of people. Right. That I was like, let's do this <laughs> now. Right. But I'm like share you, my story. <laughs> but like you get to pick and choose when you say oh, your truth. Right. Yeah. Um you know, yeah, first date, you know, so this is every tra- traumatizing right. thing that's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that like what I experienced when I stopped disassociating from it, when I when I started when I knew fully what had happened mm-hmm. and I said it out loud to myself. I, it was the moment, the last time I felt the smallest. And every time, every moment after that, the more I say it, the bigger I feel again. Mm. It's like a cage got wrapped around me. My wings got really small so I could fit. And it's like, now I feel myself get big. And when I've been assaulted since then, in various ways, like I feel the bars hit. But like, that's when you talk about being a bad bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. again, my shit is not perfect. There are mm-hmm. still days that are hard. There are still I still take my licks. I still have my struggles. I don't have all the things I quote unquote want. It's still like in it. But I have practices to be like, ooh, I feel this bar. Okay. Where am I? Who do I need? What do I need? Yeah. Puff. Sure. Like physically making my chest feel bigger so mm-hmm. I don't round in. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just always slouching. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, it's because you're a traumatized, sad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big repressor. Yeah. I mean, I really am. There's like, there's yeah. like, my mom's always saying like, what happened to you? I'm like, I mean, the times where like my sexual assault, I, I was blacked out. So I'm mm-hmm. like, doesn't count. I'm like, it still counts. Well, <laughs> and like your body and your brain yeah. still absorb that. Right. Just because, just because you... I don't have like the detailed like memory, like Correct. doesn't mean it's not yeah. there. Yeah. And then it's like, and I think a lot of people do that. They're like, well, they're not necessarily even ignoring it. It's just not even. Okay. Really there. quick. I want to say something. <laughs> the mic's out of the stand. It is. Uh-oh. It's in my hand. I can't help it. Your trauma is valid. Your Thanks. trauma is valid and it's real. 
I'm going to cry. There is, <laughs> there is not a fucking trauma Olympics. Right. And how badly do you really want that gold medal? Um, right? right? Like, one of the things, I don't watch SVU. I know I made a joke about it earlier. Yeah. I used to watch it a lot, but I stopped watching it because I realized I was in my apartment by myself, and I was listening to a woman beg, please don't hurt me. Yeah, and yeah. I just, like, stopped, and I, I, like, stopped the TV, and I was like, what am I letting into my house? Right. Like, right. I won't watch Fox News because I don't want that in my house. Why am I having this in my house? Right. Nobody should have to beg. Well, we don't watch it because it's wrong and false and right. it only no, no, no. speaks to a certain audience. Go on. Right. Yeah, you get it. You get it. You get it. Right. But there's layers there. And I just think that, like, <coughs> we are, we've been given these horrific narratives about sexual assault and sexual abuse where it's, you know, she lived out in the country and was constantly raped by her brothers and cousins and fathers and uncles for right. years and years and years mm-hmm. and years and years. And now she got out. And that's the person that deserves to get better. Right. 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 That is like being someone yeah. that worked at an ice cream stand for one summer and, you know, your boss would call you sweetheart and like would kiss your cheek every day. Ugh. That is trauma. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking like gross. and that is worth being talked about. Being blacked out drunk at a party. Damn, the ice cream was good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, being blacked out drunk and being sexually assaulted, that is valid. That's just as right. valid as the ice cream owner kiss as that as being sexually assaulted systematically by your foster dad for 15 years. Right. Yeah. And, like, I think that if we take par- the part of rape culture that we don't have time to get to because we're still stuck at square one mm-hmm. um, is, like, it's all valid and it's okay. And it's okay to say like, yeah, maybe it wasn't as penetrative, but it still is valid. Right. So I'm always very trepidatious and careful because I don't want you to think that I'm like, you have to deal with this now. Right. But I hope that hearing that invites you to consider one of the baseline, most important things that I hope if anyone is listening to this for anything These are the most important words. You are a good person. You deserve good things. Act accordingly. God damn it, I'm going to cry. I swear I'm not to cry. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. I love you. I'm crying straight out of my puss. Right. Right. Like, you are a good person. You deserve good things. Act accordingly. (laughs) When I heard that, it was on TikTok. You should do the sticky note thing. I should do the sticky note thing. Mm -hmm. We should all do the sticky note thing. I'm sure you have sticky notes all over your house that tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I try affirming. to do shit like that, and then it's, I like literally, I don't even look at it. Like I have like things on my take phone, it down, yeah, rip it up. It, yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> I have a friend who's a therapist, mm-hmm. and uh, actually, a friend who we recently spent time with in New York. Uh, I noticed that she yeah. had it around her apartment. Yeah, and then when I go see my therapist friend, it's funny because she is the therapist, but she is like the most, you know kind of traumatized person i probably yeah. know yeah, yeah. Uh, the best therapist. and has these notes all over the place and it's like on her desk as she's talking to other people about their trauma and their experiences mm-hmm. and trying to help them fix themselves uh she she's like got sticky notes all over that say like yeah. you deserve love and yeah. you deserve this or you did it and i'm just like this is fucking crazy like, right right snake eating its own tail kind of yes. like you know and and very much eye-opening to the therapist is sad too you know like and that just kind of blows my mind anytime i see those things but we should do the sticky note and what is that they say never have a therapist that doesn't have a therapist correct yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah and she's gone through three um (laughs) (laughs) also the funniest person i know so oh hell yeah oh okay yeah and just to circle back, like Connor, one of the things sorry, I yeah. like about a lot of Connor's like, when did I become a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Oh no, Pat! I wanted when I was little. I wanted to. Mm. I did. Mm. And then you I'm like, oh, can. yeah, college? <laughs> no. Right. Oh, algebra. <laughs> right. Like, I don't mean math. I thought I just. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't work yeah. out. That's okay. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank I'm really you. proud of you. I'm really proud of us. Yeah, we're doing things. We're all badass. We're doing it. We really are. Yeah. Empowerment. Yeah. One of the things I think that's a common thread between all comedians is trauma. Yeah. Because, like, Carol Burnett said it, like, comedy or trauma plus time equals comedy, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting to watch because I think that's, like, what I started doing. I started talking about my bullying when I was really early in the Mm -hmm. game. Um, And then I watched how that hurt people. 
Yeah. When I would talk about it and I would watch these people who, like, they had come and they decided that they liked me. Mm-hmm. And, well, when they weren't on their smoke ba- break. Uh, <laughs> and so when I would say something bad had happened to me, I watched them, like, get scared. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, my codependency doesn't like that. Yeah. Um, so I shifted and I started realizing, like, oh, I've got to do this other work to take care of me. But I think that, like, watching comedians talk about their trauma on stage, like, Maria Bamford is one of my most favorites. Because yes. she's, like... Her. She's a queen in this house. This is yeah. raw yeah. and spicy. She's mm-hmm. a comedy god. Yeah. 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 I recently saw her live. Oh, yeah. That I was... left dumbfounded. Yeah. I yeah. think I probably shed a tear at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so fucking good. Anything. What a lunatic. God. God. I love her. Love her to death. Margaret Cho. Like, of her course. earlier work when she would talk about her family. And, like, sure. I just think that, like, that's that's my fucking favorite stuff. Yeah. Um personally the good I stuff I was like, yeah i love like yeah like, it's kind of dark it is deep has right. more meaning and then some people are just like i hate that i just want my silly silly knock knock jokes yeah right. <laughs> fuck those like, people i mean i get there's people have different tastes but like yeah there's like certain it just always blows my mind when people are just like no like what it's not shallow enough like yeah. <laughs> it's just weird to me no i i am um, i grew up like you know, I was in my late teens, early 20s when Dane Cook was very popular. And I yeah. have nothing against Dane Cook. I have mm. everything against Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Dane Cook wasn't Dane Cook wasn't talking about anything. Right. You know, he was just... Yeah. Stuff and stuff. Full yeah. disclosure, I literally thought he was Ryan Reynolds. I thought Dane Cook oh. and Ryan Reynolds were the, were the same, same person. person. I could see that. For a very long time. Until, really? Yeah. That with like all like the mm. famous white stars. Straight yeah. men that are like all this kind of that look. Look, you're gonna say famous white Wait. supremacists. <laughs> all those famous white supremacists look the same. I mean, they with do. The white hoods uh, on. Yeah. It. Like, just can't tell the difference. The moment I knew they were different was when um, Ryan Reynolds was engaged to Alanis Morissette, and he was in her music video, and I was like, "What's Dane Cook doing there?" <laughs> and somebody was like, "Girl, Dane Cook's only like five seven. and I was like, "Oh, they are two different people." <laughs> That's so funny. There you go. I love that. <laughs> the more you know. I've had that a lot. Mm-hmm. I do that with people that don't even look alike. It's just something about them and right. their name. Yeah. I'm just like, those are the same people. I can't think of one a good example, but it happens to me a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like you could care less about like famous people. Famous people. Like, yeah. Like, oh, that's. Oh, my God. Did I have to talk about what happened at this gay show that we did? That was oh the worst thing I could have done at a gay show, I think. Talk about trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the most recent. Let's let it out, sweetie. Walk you go get through. that girl from the basement. <laughs> you go get that girl from the from gay comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. Get that girl from New York. <laughs> so it's like all older gay cis white men. And uh, there's maybe like 10 dudes yeah. in that bar. And they play this little game before where it's like, guess the artist of the song or guess the song. And that fucking Born This Way song came on, but not like the Born This Way chorus. Or was yeah. it? I don't even remember. It was a part of the song. And I went up, I'm like, Miley Cyrus. Everyone's like, <gasps> bunch of gay men died that day. Yeah. <laughs> they all, and they hated me during my set. Yeah. I don't know if there's a correlation she between those two things. She went up there and played the game and then <laughs> closed out the show. She yeah, was, I was like, supposed the, to close the show, but it was yeah. like, it was like a two hour long show and it was very late. There's drag queens in between yeah, yeah, and there yeah. and I feel like they just didn't like me after that Lady Gaga thing. Wait. <laughs> you know, that's that's not nice. <laughs> that's not nice of them. Can I ask a question? What? Have you forgiven yourself for that? No. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I ever will. Why does forgive herself for anything? I know. What would it take for that's you why to you're apologizing? I accidentally kicked the dog when I was like seven and I've never forgiven. <laughs> Connor, what would it take for you to forgive yourself? God, I don't know. Whole new. Can, you want me to coach you for a second? You guys want sure. to do a coaching? God, am I going to cry again? I think. No, I, I don't. I can't wait. I don't think you're going to cry, bitch. Do you feel safe with this? We need the content. Yeah. Hashtag okay. Connie's tears. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll be selling them on the okay. Patreon. That's right. <laughs> okay. So let's think about along this. with your farts. Okay, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> let's think about this as as if you're telling the story that somebody else did this. So let's pretend I went to New York. Hmm. I'm telling you this story. I went to New York. I was doing this show. And I went up in the middle of, like, this musical, like, query trivia thing. And it was Born This Way. And I really thought it was Miley Cyrus. And I wanted to play the game because I wanted to connect with the people out there. Because I'm planning on moving my life there. And I want to feel connected. I want to feel community. So I got up on stage. And everybody looked at me. And I was like, 
it's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and there was dead silence. No one laughed. Actually, everyone laughed. There was like, what? At me. No. At you. Yeah. And at, then, at not with. And that was the only laugh I got when I went to my yeah, set. Basically. What, would you, what do you have to say to me now that I've shared my experience? Girl, you better get out of here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, how dare you? Are you even Cry gay? yourself a bisexual <laughs> yeah, yeah. during You're Pride straight. Month. You're taking your bi card away. No, it'd be fine. And I, I would be fine. Why? You, Tell me why it's fine. <laughs> I forgive you, me. Thank you. Thank you for speeding to that. Tell, tell me why it's fine. Because it's not a big deal and I'm never going to see any of them again and it's fucking songs. Let's start with the first thing. It's okay, not, not a big, a big deal. deal. Yeah. It's not a big Did you hurt anybody? Like well, literally, I mean, did you hurt anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Only emotionally. No. Yeah. No. So like it was like a silly mistake, right? Yeah. Is it okay to make silly mistakes? It sure is. It sure is, right? That's my whole I'm full of silly mistakes. Right? <laughs> it's a silly mistake. Do you think that do you think that it actually is probably a great story? Because I can imagine four of those bitches being like, girl, shit. <laughs> it was like, this mm-mm. song makes me think of right. this fucking Home Depot looking bitch came up on stage <laughs> and was like, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> she did not. And then, you I know, like I heard a sh- no. I think I remember hearing a no. <laughs> like, she did not just say Miley Cyrus. Yes. So they're probably telling that story with such great joy because they're <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <clears throat> I'm glad that they got something out of that that yeah. night for me. <laughs> so you, you don't have to do it right now, but I, I just invite you to perhaps to consider that oh maybe it was just a silly mistake and totally something it that you could forgive mistake. yourself. I guess I, I, said I, was, I wasn't like, I was kind of embarrassed a little bit. Not mm-hmm. even like embarrassed is even the right word. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh man, the gays don't like me here. <laughs> And disappointed I guess but I think we could all word. take what Haley's trying to do with two comedians in the room <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm like this is actually really good advice and I'm just like beautiful. blushing and laughing because no, that's how I great. handle anything right. like um, this but, but I also think that like, we could take it with bombing I was going to say excuse 100%. me to interrupt yeah. you yeah. because yeah. Connie and I are very much divas when we don't do well mm-hmm. but I think that that, that is happens. connected to <laughs> our trauma right. and our and our, our inner child you right. know like right. so not doing bad well enough for yes. bad curls right yeah well, and, like, <laughs> and, and then nothing. it gets hot yeah and now we're scissoring <laughs> and the truth be told like for comedians nothing is better than getting your dick sucked on stage obviously yeah. literally God. dick sucked when the on audience stage. is like mm. yeah come and on they just want more. <laughs> yeah and, and like they're kind of bummed you can more. see people be like oh, i don't want her to get off stage like Ugh. yeah it's so, so that's like a, that's the best one <laughs> that's the best one i don't know if this is because for the first two and a half years of my comedic career i literally was like 14 and the bartender everyone would go outside they right. would go outside and turn off the lights and the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it would just be me with the mic like okay you guys so isn't Miss Tulsaika so weird <laughs> um, it's wild like I told my parents I want to get to my- get my retainer removed do you guys get anyway honestly right. I had a retainer and I would love that right. <laughs> I'd be like yes yeah. thank you queen. <laughs> retainer are my peer group right yeah uh most of the people in that bar had about seven teeth all together so they were right. like you have teeth still right um i digress to say that like i just i the offering that i like to give is that like going up is enough like there is a version of you who sat in an audience and was like i would like to do that but i'm gonna wait and mm-hmm. she is up on stage with you, and she's just fucking jazzed to be there. Or they are up on stage with you, and they're just fucking jazzed to be there. Or he is up on stage with you, just jazzed to be there. Yeah. And when you bomb, like, the I love bombing. Yeah. Like, I love bombing. I Sometimes love, I do, too. Because so I guess it depends. Like, if there's a crowd, like, I don't really want to connect with all these conservative pieces of shit with their yeah. Trump flags. Like, yeah. I'm kind of glad they don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it breathes li- life right back into you, though. Well, yeah. yeah, I just think yeah. that, like, for me, this is... This is my experience. When I bomb as a comedian, I love it because I'm like, I get to decide right now. What If I'm doing it just to have my emotional dick sucked, is that as valuable as doing it as I'm doing it because I care about this, because I like this, and because at the end of the day, like, I want this. Right. And 
if I didn't want this, I would be like, that hurt my feelings. I'm going to go inside. Yeah. <laughs> but, Is that your inner voice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she it's on Mr. Hanky from... Yeah. <laughs> She's like fucking helium waiting for her chance to say something. Right. <laughs> You've been talking... You've been talking so serious. Can't you just calm down? Um, but I'm like, a simple child. <laughs> I was like, ah, do the voice again. <laughs> but really, like, do you like I'm not me? sad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you have puppets? <laughs> I'm not going to be weird, but yeah. <laughs> and I brought them. Where did the doll touch you? <laughs> We're trying a segment, or we're starting a segment. It's called Haley's Trauma, and you're bringing the puppets, and I can't fucking wait. Hey, kids. Today, we're going to talk about ouchies with cigarettes. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, when, you, when you're like, oh, I'm not doing this just to get my emotional dick sucked. I'm doing this because I love this, and it's worth going up again and bombing worse, and it's worth going up again and bombing worse, and it's worth going up again and nailing it because I've gotten better. Yeah. Because I let part of my ego relax to open up to invite the audience in mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm all about boundaries. I'm all about consent. I make a joke about that. I love that. It's my favorite joke that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it is important that you, you know, you are doing it to an audience. Right. And, like, it is part, it's part of them, too. Mm-hmm. For, from my perspective. It doesn't have to be everyone's perspective. Yeah. yeah. You've literally nailed it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. The part about uh, the person who wanted to do it for so long is up there, and she's jazzed to just be out there. It's yeah. like, right? I need that tattooed onto my fucking forehead. And I, I definitely need to be reminded that. of that. Like yeah. before like, comedy, I had fucking nothing. Like I didn't do anything. Right. I was like, I, that's well, and more. just like you probably wanted to do it for a long time too, or like you were always the funny friend. I was just always a funny friend, but I never yeah. thought like who'd want to listen to this dumb old head. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Well, I grew up watching stand-up since <laughs> I was like before. 15 and I would like yeah. watch stand-ups and yeah. be like, I don't know why, but I want, I want to try, I yeah. want to do that. Like yeah. it just always was, I was a magnet to it, you know? Right. And y'all said at the very beginning of this <clears throat> podcast, we wish we started when we were earlier. Girl, you're here now. Right. Every yeah. time you go up there, your inner teenager is like, Yes. Right. You yeah. better work, you fucking whore. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell that. Say Miley out. Cyrus from the base. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Well, thank you for being yeah, here. Yeah. Thank you. So, so much. Yeah. We can't wait to have you back. I would love I to. I will get creative and we'll think of a segment because this is awesome. We also have a brand new phone number. Anybody listening oh, yeah. or watching, we I have a new number. link oh. that you can find in our link tree on our Instagram. Uh, you can go there, record a little voice message for us, ask us any questions. And we're going to send it to Haley. We're going to send it to Haley, and then we're going to start Haley's trauma, and you're going to get your answers from a puppet voice. Um, oh, boy, this is a doozy. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of times we we're will... going to be answering the questions, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> well, fine, I got some fine. good answers. Yeah. We have a lot of ideas in the works. We're going to do a lesbian pool party. I did get the kitty pools. I bought <gasps> three kitty pools. Oh, my yep. God. It's lesbian happening. Yeah, we're gonna do lesbian pool party. You'll right, see Stella that. again. Be the theme song. We started a conversation <laughs> about each other's mother's merch. We're we're thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. I want to make hey, some Stella many, merch. Let us know how many people would buy it exactly, and yeah. what are your sizes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's what your favorite you like color? Too? Like, are you looking for a cozy like a mom hug sweatshirt? Ugh. That would be amazing. I mean, probably a lot of the people listening probably have a lot of trauma. So probably, yeah. probably we'll make stickers. a weighted blanket yeah, with yeah. our <laughs> and stitch our fucking name into it. Right. Would you like oh, an each other's mother's support animal? Right. Yeah. <laughs> the little vest that you put on like a dog. It's a chia pet. <laughs> it's a chia pet. And it's our pussy in the, the bush is the yes. chia. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Haley. You're welcome. Such you. a genius. <laughs> Where can we find you? Uh, you can connect with me. Um, I have my website, Z Haley Coaching, Z. H a i l e y coaching.com You can find me on IG and tic- uh, Twitter. Excuse me at Z Haley, um, and on TikTok the Z Haley. Mm-hmm. Go oh, to TikTok, TikTok and watch Haley yeah, be so so hot. Too. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been Johanna Madrondo. I've been Gano Mead, and this has been our episode. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Mwah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>